What up, HyperChange? Welcome to another episode. Today, we're going to talk about Casper, um, this tiny little mattress startup that was once a unicorn, one of the hottest companies um, in Silicon Valley, worth over a billion dollars, recently completed their IPO. The stock has been crashing. They've gotten totally forgotten in the midst of this crisis, um, basically turning into a broken IPO. And I've been fascinated by this little case study. Shout out to my homie Julian, who told me about it. Um, I've been following Casper for years. I love my Casper bed. Um, I sleep in it every single night. It's by far the best mattress I've ever had. Planning on buying another Casper when I'm done with it. So love the brand and products myself and have been getting more and more into this story because it's turning into, I think, a fascinating opportunity where if Casper survives through this economic downturn and, and is able to you know, outlast some of their competition, this could have huge potential in the equity, which is uh, now just four or five bucks a share. The fulcrum security, I think, could have 10, 20, 30x upside if Casper actually succeeds as a company. Um, that that being said, I don't own any stock in the company, I have no position, but I just think this is a really interesting case study to follow. So in this video, I want to break down what has happened to Casper, how did they get to this point, and what are the financials and future of the company look like? So taking a step back, March 2019, pretty crazy, almost just a year ago, this article comes out on TechCrunch, Casper valued at $1.1 in new funding round. Um, they raised $100 million from Target, uh, you know, awesome VCs in Silicon Valley, they're one of these IT companies um, heading into their IPO. Fast forward to early or mid 2020, they start missing their guidance, not growing as fast as they want, still want to do this IPO. Early 2020, they're planning to price their IPO at $17 to $19. Uh, the demand isn't there. They end up having to price it at $12 per share, um, just you know, at about half the valuation, uh, you know, four or five hundred million that it was trading at six months ago. Never a good sign to have your IPO be lower than your last public funding round. And since then, the stock has gotten hammered, going down to uh, below four dollars. Now trading about four fifty per share, down from that twelve. You know, falling way more than fifty percent um, from that IPO price. And now, according to Hypercharts, close at four fifty nine a share. We're looking at a market cap of just a hundred and. $82 million for a company that uh, did over $400 million in revenue last year. So my calculation is uh, Casper is trading at just about 0.4 times sales, distressed uh, levels of, of asset pricing for this company that I think is still growing, has huge potential, excellent management team, top-notch brand, um, and could really turn into amazing business long-term and is priced for bankruptcy right now. So I think this is really, really quirky um, and just a fascinating opportunity. So what is Casper? Let's take a step back because I think a lot of people just think of them as a mattress brand and I did too, but I think the vision they're attacking is much bigger. This is their S1 IPO filing, and they always have the overview section. I love this to just describe how the company thinks of themselves. Casper says, people spend more time sleeping than on any other single activity throughout their lives. When we sleep better, we experience better hours awake, making us more productive, creative, happy, and healthy. We believe sleep is rapidly becoming the third pillar of wellness and is poised to undergo the same massive transformation that fitness and nutrition have as they have become major consumer categories. As the wellness equation increasingly evolves to include sleep, the business of sleep is growing and evolving into what we call the sleep economy. We are helping to accelerate this transformation. Our mission is to awaken the potential of the well-rested world, and we want Casper to become top-of-mind brand for best-in-class products and experiences that improve how we sleep. As a pioneer of the sleep economy, we bring the benefits of cutting-edge technology, data, and insights directly to consumers. We focus on building direct relationships with consumers, providing a human experience, and making shopping for sleep joyful. We meet consumers wherever they are, online and in person, providing a fun and engaging experience while reducing the hassle associated with traditional purchases. We are building a universal, enduring brand that is already embraced by over 1.4 million happy customers. We do all of this because we understand the customer. 
So Casper, you know, they're pitching this vision of the sleep company, a sleep wellness brand, which totally makes sense to me, a multi-billion dollar category. We spend, you know, more, more like they say, more than anything in our lives, we do sleeping. So I think more and more people are going to realize the data about how well we sleep, you know, the products that help us sleep better are only going to get more and more important as we go forward. And Casper is, is aligned incentives in a very unique way where they care about the customer. That's what great companies like Amazon and Tesla have um, built their, their co corporate philosophies around. Casper's the same way. Think about what the mattress industry was, you know, pre-internet, had a bazillion stores, relied on huge retail and distribution. A lot of that profit margin was going to middlemen to help distribute and market the product. You know, there wasn't much innovation happening, a bunch of gimmicks with like a little gel, a little foam. Um, and, you know, it's just a commoditized business and consumers weren't getting a great value out of it. And so now with the internet, you know, these mattress brands, they can build the mattress, sell it to you, deliver it directly. My Casper was delivered to me the same day that I ordered it. I was sleeping on it that night. I mean, unbelievable customer service. Um, and they don't need to pay for all this distribution and all these middlemen, which takes a huge amount of margin so they can invest in making you a better mattress and getting you that product for cheaper. So think at a high level, the, the innovation of a DTC internet-based mattress company is the way forward for that industry. But then the question is, of course, there's a million companies copying Casper. I know that's what you're all thinking. Lisa, Tuft & Needle, all of this competition. And I think part of that, sure, it's competition for Casper. Maybe you could say the space is a little bit commoditized, but at the same time, they have to rebuild this massive tens of billions of dollar industry, which is all built on legacy brick and mortar and needs to go online. I think this is a structural shift, which makes me excited about the investing opportunity and is the reason why I think there's going to be a lot of new mattress brand winners going forward. And they even put some numbers on this, 432 billion sleep economy, 78 billion, 79 billion in the US, compounding at 6%. So a huge tens of billions of dollars a market here. And Casper is one of the leading uh, leading brands. They have a 46% growth rate for the past three years. Um, one thing that I, 31% brand awareness among the US population, uh, 1.4 million customers across seven countries. Um, and one thing I really love is 20% repeat customer rate for the first nine months of 2019. This is something their CEO is touting a rapidly rising repeat customer rate. That means people like me who love their products want to buy more Casper stuff. I think that is the best uh, you know testament to the actual quality of the products. Um, um, and I, I think that's a really good sign for Casper. They also have this um, infographic, which shows the history of the company. I mean, they're valued like this distressed, boring legacy company, but they're in truly, you know, just six years old, rapidly scaled to almost half a billion in revenue. Um, you know, all of these innovations, uh, literally their co-founder was delivering their mattress on a bike just five or six years ago. Um, now they have this whole family of products. Now they have 60 different retail stores across America. So, I mean, they've really, really, um, you know, expanded and become this crazy company that's built in, in, in a very short amount of time. It's impressive. They also have uh, this interesting sleep arc uh, demographic or infographic, which talks about how they think about the sleep economy, the different products and services, mattresses, pillows, bedding, lights, furniture, sound, scents, sleep tracking devices, medical devices, bedside clocks, supplements, digital apps, meditation, counseling. You can see how the encompassing sleep economy could create a company that's much bigger than mattress companies um, of the past. So welcome to Hypercharts. Uh, let's dive into Casper's financial real quick. You can go to hypercharts.co slash CSPR um, to follow along here. Um, and as you could guess, this is probably the least exciting part of Casper is they're losing money. Um, I think that's one of the big reasons that their equity price is so distressed, just 180 million market cap, despite, like we said, attacking that multi tens of billions of dollar sleep economy. Um, but this is what their financials look like. Um, we can scroll down to check out their gross margins. Uh, not bad, steadily improving 48%. 
um, 50%, so not bad gross margins. I guess slightly improving operating margins here. Um, this is what I really wanted to focus on, the growth rate here. Um, they're still growing 19% down to 16% in Q2, but accelerating to 24% in Q3. And the last quarter they reported uh, really accelerating to almost 30% revenue growth. So they still are growing here, um, but they are losing money. If we go to an annual basis, we can see that the company did 439 million of revenue in 2019, um, but lost about 90 million, although that was an improvement for the loss of about 92 million last year. Um, so this was about 23% growth um, from the year before, which is not bad. If we do 181 divided by 439, we can see that Casper is trading just at 0.4 times 2019 trailing sales, which um, we're still growing at about 20 plus percent. So I think this is one of the cheapest multiples I've ever seen. Um, and they, they are losing money, but I think the top line could continue to grow. Even if it doesn't grow, I think you could see a lot of improvements here. And um, just to, to take you through my estimates, I did estimate, even on a quarterly basis, um, all of Casper's financials just for fun to kind of see how this would play out. But I kind of track what I think is a best case scenario for the company. Um, as you can see, I have revenue taking a huge hit in Q1 um, and Q2 because of this economic downturn, starting to improve in Q3 um, and then improving next year as well. As you can see, they get seasonally stronger towards the back half of the year. Um, so if you go to an annual basis with my estimates, you can see I have them going, you know, 380 million this year, um, the loss improving to 101 million, but then next year, 470 million in revenue, um, $38 million loss. So you can dive into the quarterly estimates here. If you want to check these out, I'll put a link to this in the description. I'm assuming they, you know, they're spending, they're spending. And then here in Q2, they start rapidly cutting costs um, to deal with this economic downturn. And then they start investing again um, as that's over. Gross margin going through a similar trajectory here, taking a huge hit as the business shrinks, but then going back towards that 50% range um, where they were here as the business hits that scale. And so um, what I kind of wanted to point out with this is I think Casper's not done. I think they can resume this sort of low growth mode, um, doing 400 million, almost 500 million in revenue, continue growing, continue inching their way uh, towards profitability. As you can see, I have them actually getting profitable in Q1 uh, 20 or Q4 2021. Um, and so I think Casper can survive. And if you look at this, um, my estimates assume that they lose about 101 million plus 38 million. So that's about 140 million. Well, if we go to Casper's Q4 letter here, um, we can see that the company, um, they, they finished 2019 with about 68 million in cash and then successfully raised 88 million in net proceeds from our IPO earlier this year. We would like to reaffirm that the business is fully capitalized and that we will manage the business with a focus on working towards EBITDA break even by mid 2021. So my point with all of this is Casper, the sort of 400, 500 million dollar business, slow growth, losing a little bit of money, I think is going to get the perfect sort of G check wake up call. So they went public, the stock crashed, the company's freaking out. Management is like, why does nobody like us? We need to do better. At the same time, the economy crumbles. I think this forces you to get more efficient. Um, this makes employees way happier that they have a job. I think this is going to make Casper cut a ton of unnecessary expenses expenses, streamline the company. If you think of what, what they were, a unicorn getting way too bloated, um, heading into this, way too much funding. Everybody wanted to give them money. Well, now you're in the public markets. Everybody's looking at your financials. The valuation is in the dumpster bin. I think this is the wake-up call that turns these management teams and really creates great companies. At the same time, a bunch of your competitors who are less well-funded, who didn't just complete an IPO with $150 million in cash, are going to start to go out of business. So you're going to get less competition. Um, and I, you know, if you look at the numbers here, $140 million loss over two years, 
Casper has 150 million in the bank. Sure, they have a little bit of debt, but I think the company's well capitalized enough to where they could really stand a chance to get through this because of how lucky they were with their IPO timing. And when they do get through this, you're going to look at a leaner, meaner, better Casper. What's interesting here is equity is truly the Fulcrum, Fulcrum security. I mean, if this company stabilizes, even if they just get to break even and they stabilize, I think you could be valuing them at one-time sales. You know, one-time sales is still a double or triple from what you're paying right now. If if they start to you know accelerate that revenue growth, get you know 500 million plus in sales, they start to put out 5% operating margins. You know, we, we can quickly see this company doing 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 million dollars of earnings. And I think that justifies a 500 million plus, 600 million, 700 billion dollar market cap. You can see how this goes from here. And then once Casper can get through this rough period, they can start investing in more of these ancillary products um, beyond mattresses, grow their addressable opportunity, and really become that multi-billion dollar sleep wellness economy uh, company that they have the vision for. And um, they have this thing called Casper Labs. One a big difference that they have from other mattress companies, like they really do have this R&D sort of arm to try and figure out how can we make you sleep better. In 2019, they launched this thing called The Glow, which was their big innovation, this little lamp um, that helps wake you up. It's super natural. It's built and designed to like ease into your sleep patterns. Um, I don't know. I, I usually wake up with an alarm and not a natural light. So I think this is a better way to wake up. So I think they're coming out with these little micro innovations, um, which are different products. They also even have put out like how dogs choose where they sleep blog post. They claim they put out a 197 page slide deck on how animals sleep, which you can check out this blog post. It's ridiculous. Or I don't know. They even have brown bat, armadillo, tiger, lion, cat, how many hours per day they sleep. They're analyzing this. They 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 put together all this research, came out with a dog bed product here um, that is starts at 125 bucks, is available in three sizes. I mean, as, as millennials care more about their dogs than their friends, I think them spending money on a Casper dog bed totally makes sense. So I think it's funny to see um, how this company expands. And I guess the last point that I'll make with all of this and the reason why I really think they can pull this off and have a shot is Philip Krim, the CEO and founder, um, owner, operator, founder. He started the company. He's running it. He owns a huge chunk of it. He's only 36 years old, super young guy. Um, I just think he, he's got what it takes. He has this vision to reinvent the sleep economy, put the customer first, something no mattress brand has done. Casper started this DTC mattress movement. They have a million competitors. I think a lot of them are going to fail. I think a few brands are going to emerge. Those brands that do emerge are really going to lead us into this new sleep economy. I think the amount of data that we're that we're wasting when we sleep is huge. The opportunity to integrate that with your Apple Watch, your this your health, your Peloton. I don't know. I think there's a huge opportunity for us to track our sleep, for us to get better at it, and for us to solve this problem of how do humans um, get the best rest so they can perform at optimal levels. I just think this is a problem and a struggle that will continue um, forever for my whole lifetime. And the huge companies are waiting to be built for it. And I'm like, is Casper already one of those companies. Um, and anyway, so that's my rant on Casper. I think this has huge potential. I'm not investing in it because I think it's pretty risky. Um, I'm not totally sold on the vision and future here. Um, but I think this is a really interesting and exciting story. And I can't wait to follow it on the channel um, and, and see how this all unfolds. I do think, you know, one one like red flag reading in between the lines here is they have expanded into a ton of different products like the dog beds, the comforters, the mattresses, um, but they haven't seen, you know, revenue growth accelerate, which to me says they're losing market share a little bit. So that's something that um, I don't know. I'm kind of worrying when I read in between this story. I'm like, why is the growth slowing so much? But, you know, that acceleration towards 30% in Q4, um, I think was a good sign. Anyway, would love to know what the, you think in the comments below. Food for thought, Casper stock from unicorn to micro cap in just a year. Um, good luck, Casper. If you're watching this video, um, hit me up. Would love to get in contact with you. Anyway, this is Hyperchange. Huge shout out to our Patreon uh, supporters, producers, fun on the channel. See y'all next time. Peace.